Welcome to the Frederick Democrats Podcast, a production of the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and with me today is Susan Reeder Jesse, who is running for County Council at Large. Susan, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. Well, thanks so much for being here on such a gorgeous Saturday. I mean, the weather is beautiful, and, and I do appreciate you taking the time to hear a little bit more about me. And, and, and I know today you are out uh, taking advantage of the good weather and delivering signs to right. people, and uh, we'll make sure after the podcast that I put a link to your website and everything so that anybody who would like to get a sign from you or maybe donate to your campaign will be able to do that. That would be wonderful. All that helps. So how about we start with you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay. I mean, I was born and raised in Frederick County. I've never left. I've never lived anywhere else. And I just love this county and I want to give back to the community that has been so good at me, good to me. Um, what I learned in the 2014 campaign is this is what I was meant to do. And that feeling never left me. So this is why I made a decision to run again for county council at large. It's just what I'm, I'm meant to do. And um, I grew up going to many things Democratic. Um, many of you know, both my parents served in elected office starting in 1974 when my mom was on the central committee for four years. And then my dad took the reign and served three terms on center committee and was a three-term county commissioner. So I had a front row seat to what public service was all about in serving your community. And I really would like the chance to do the same. So let's talk about some of the reasons why you've decided to run uh, this time uh, for county council at large. The most of the reasons are the same as in 2014. There are many issues that I feel I can bring a lot of knowledge and experience to the table that concern me. And as, as we continue to grow as a county, there are many things that need to be addressed. I'm not, not a one-issue candidate. I've done many things, and, and I don't just talk the talk. I get in there, and I get involved, and I'm a researcher by trade. So I research every issue thoroughly, all sides, and try to make the best decisions, and most of all, I would listen to the people, listen to the citizens, because that's who we're serving. Um, a little bit about me, if you want me to talk about yeah, those absolutely. that don't know. Um, I've lived here all my life, and I grew up on a farm, a produce farm, working it every year, every summer with my family. I you know, sold corn on the back of a pickup truck, and it, it, it just put an impression on me how important agricultural community is to Frederick County, as well as what we do with the land, the environment itself. I've actually, throughout my life, lived in four of the five districts of Frederick County, so I think that gives me a good understanding of some of the strengths and challenges that they have. I'm a graduate of TJ, go Patriots, sorry. My husband graduated from Frederick High, my kids graduated from Middletown. So I have a pretty diverse view of what the schools are like. In 10th grade biology, um, my, my teacher inspired me and I found my love for science. And I will never forget the connection between that teacher and what I chose to do in my life, which is why it supports education. I didn't go very far to go to college. I went to Hood College um, because I wanted to cure, look for cures for diseases that killed so many of my family members. That's what I wanted to do with my life. And for 20 year, for 10 years actually, I was a bench scientist. Um, during that time, I also was a supervisor of a lab. And I, with working full time, went back at night to obtain my MBA with two kids while I was doing it. So I know I'm not afraid of hard work. I did that for seven years. And I, I look at the goal. I look at what's important. I've worked with clients throughout the world my entire career. 
We all look for the work towards a common goal. And to this day, I'll sit around a table in a meeting with people from five or six different companies. And I will never forget that. And I really embrace that in our community. I've worked for law, small companies. I've worked for large companies. I have a lot of experience in business, which I think is important in the council member working with multi-million dollar budgets. My husband has owned a small business in the city of Frederick since 1985. So as a small business owner, I see what he deals with on a daily basis. And another thing I've done is economic development. I worked for the city of Frederick for two years, was involved in the Carroll Creek project, as well as many biotech firms in their expansion of Frederick. So I know how important um, diversity of business is to the community, and I would really like to give them additional tools to draw better paying jobs to the area. A couple issues that you brought up there that, uh, if I could, ask you to delve a little bit more into. Uh, you noted uh, growth. That you know, One of the great things here is that Frederick County is a place where people want to live. Uh, they also want to work here, if possible. Uh, so what are some of the things, that, because you, you also talked about agriculture, uh, and, and so how, how do you strike a balance when it comes to managing county growth with also helping to uh, maintain and promote Frederick's agriculture? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a tough call in a growing county. I mean, back in the early 90s when my dad first served, the APFO was put in place because we saw the growth coming. Um, those elected offices saw it and they wanted a check and balance system in place. We've gone through several different um, elected administrations that see things differently. You get a growth, a non-growth, managed growth. Um, as a project manager, I'm a project manager, and um, I believe there has to be a check and balance in place in order to make sure the impact of development on schools, road, public safety, and infrastructure is covered. I think that's very important. That's how I do my projects. I would. There's already a lot of things are already in the pipeline and there are done deals put in the future. I think we have to follow that philosophy. And I think as a project manager, I would, I would take that same skill level um, in looking at the growth issue. Agriculture, it, it's a tough one. That, that's what Frederick County is all about. We were, I grew up on a farm. I, many of my friends had you know, milking cows during the day, so I would go to their farms. We have to preserve, I feel very strongly, the agriculture that we have in this community because that's what separates Frederick County from the other counties. So we, it's very important that we work with the farmers on what their issues are and whether or not there's all kinds of things um, you know, you could do to farms with, with new kinds of businesses that are coming out, some of the research I've done. So that's very exciting. But each, each farm is different, and we're seeing a lot of them close down. And um, we have to preserve it. I feel very strongly about that. So, and I kind of want to go a little bit more into the, the growth issue. You know, something that's, that's come up a lot is affordable housing. Oh, absolutely. And, and so, again, it's a great thing that people want to be here and property values are going mm -hmm. up because people want to be here, people want to move here. But, you know, for young professionals who are trying to start out, who want to find a job, and, and Frederick is moving in a direction of creating a lot of tech jobs, uh, that a lot of younger workers certainly interested in, but it can be difficult to find affordable housing here. So what are some things that you would like to see the county council do to try and attract uh, younger people to come to Frederick County uh, and, and to be able to get jobs here? But also, if I could, a little bit more on that, on balancing you know, the, the seniors who want to stay in their homes uh, how do we manage 
that. That's that's tough because I see firsthand my daughter, both my daughter and my son are still in Frederick County, but they can't afford to buy a house at the same age I did when I lived in Frederick County. Um, the Alice report was a very eye-opening report that the United Way put together, and it showed exactly that, that affordable housing was lacking, and one of the top things was the senior population. Um, we've, we've got to work with developers, and we've got to work within our community as a team to bring these options back to Frederick, because a lot of our young people are here. We've got the exciting jobs. We've got the energy down, you know, downtown and around the area, and they have to be able to afford to live here to work for those jobs. I don't like commuting down the road. I don't want my kids to move away from Frederick County. And us talking about the senior population, I know both my parents, except for my dad when he got really bad, wanted to age in their home. And that is huge. And I don't I wasn't very involved. I was on the board for the Friends of Meals on Wheels because I saw the importance and there were a lot of people on that waiting list. So we were raising funds in order to give them the food they needed, which is one of the things besides affordable housing that these seniors need. And um, there, there are issues that need to be addressed, and that's why I got involved. And I'm, I'm probably very outspoken in my support for the senior community as well as the young community. Everybody should be able to afford to live where they work. I'd also like to ask um, about the, with, with the budget for the county. You know, there's a, there's a lot of priorities that, that the county council has to address when it comes to the budget and balancing the needs of schools versus, say, you know, the, the police and the fire department and everything. Uh, how would you go about making sure that the needs of these various departments uh, in, in the county, uh, that they have the funding that they need to do the job that, that they're there to do? The same way I've done in private industry. I've worked in private industry my entire life. I've been interviewed. I've been part of the group that's interviewed and looked at each department to look for ways that can be cut, as well as finding what you know, funding what their needs are and what are the most important needs. I think Jan has done a really good job taking over when she did during a time when a lot of county budget was cut in many different areas. Schools were funded only in maintenance there effort. Um, fire. There were a lot of fire positions that were cut. And there were a lot of things that were done that she had to make up for. And I think she's done a really good job of meeting with people, meeting with the departments, listening. And I would do the same thing as you have to, you can't just give it to one. But if you, over a period of time, if you do satisfy the needs that that department may have, I think that's the best way to do it. But there is, there's things, education is, is very important to me um, because of my experience and what I chose to do in my career, I think an investment in education is investment in the future of this county. So I feel very strongly about, about that, as well as our seniors, the most vulnerable populations. I, I think it's a it's an excellent point that you note with Jan Gardner being able to make sure that the various departments have had the funding they needed uh, without raising the property tax rate right. um, and still making sure that we have a budget that works, you know, unlike the previous administration that actually raised taxes, you know, the, uh, with Blaine Young and Kirby DeLauder and all of them, and then ended up cutting positions still. Yeah, so I learned a lot when I ran for office in 2014. I mean, the morale around the county was horrible. Um, these we, we People that provide, that work for the county or even the city, that provide the service they do to the community is very important. And so you want them to feel good about their job because they'll serve their community well. And like I said, it's sometimes funding needs to be put in different areas more, 
And I think you just need to listen to the people that do that job every day and, and, and collect the data because they know more about what they're doing and what their departmental needs are. I, served on, I currently serve on the Fire and Rescue Advisory Board for the past three years. That has been an eye-opening experience for myself to know what, as a citizen rep, what those needs are and, and what that personnel goes through every day, 24 hours a day to save, keep our lives safe. One final question I wanted to ask is people who would like to get involved in your campaign. We noted at the beginning of the podcast about you know maybe getting a yard sign or something, but for people who would like to volunteer, maybe go canvas for your phone bank, make a donation to your campaign, uh, or get a yard sign, uh, how do they do that? Oh, that would be wonderful. Uh, my campaign is, uh, my website is Susan Reader Jesse, and that's a lot of people don't put the E at the end. Um, S-U-S-A-N-R-E-E-D-E-R-J-E-S-S-E-E.com. I really welcome anybody that wants to, we're really expanding our teams. You want a yard sign, let me know. I will deliver it personally and thank you. That is what I feel very strongly about. And I think it's really important that this time, you know, we've gone eight years without a female voice at an at-large seat. Um, it wasn't before the Blaine Young Board. And so that's why I think it's really important to get a female voice, to get someone there that understands things or may look at things a little bit differently. So that's why I'm running again. And I appreciate any help that I can get from anyone. It would be a joy. Well, Susan Reader, Jesse, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast today and all the best to you in your campaign for County Council at large. Thank you very much. I do really appreciate your time. For everybody listening, I wanted to make you aware, if you haven't listened to the spiel before, about uh, the Frederick Democrats Club Blue. Uh, this is a fundraising initiative. You know, it, it, politics uh, and running for government, it does take money. Uh, and, and the Central Committee, what, our job is to help Democratic candidates, uh, help them get elected. And we also fundraise. And what we're asking for is a recurring donation, preferably $10 a month. But if you can only spare five, we'll gladly take that too. Uh, what we do is we take that money and it goes directly to helping Democratic candidates get elected. Uh, some benefits to it are you get discounts to events like the, uh, the gala, uh, and our annual gala event, which is our big fundraiser in the year, and also the Plowfish Club. Uh, and we also host a free event exclusively for Club Blue members uh, once a year. And so really hope you'll uh, consider that. Go to www.frederickdemocrats.org and if you click the Get Involved, there's a link to Club Blue. And while you're there, check out all the other clubs that we have uh, around the county and, and get involved. This is, a, this is a big election year. We've got some fantastic candidates that are running for office and they can really use your support. Uh, so thanks so much for listening. The music for this podcast was written and performed by David Fitzwater.